God has a plan for me. He knows kind of what's coming, what's best for me, and that I can just put my life in his hands and know that everything will be okay. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Matt Johnson. Matt grew up around religion his entire life, but always struggled with the purpose of it all. That is, until his journey led him to find it. Welcome to Behind My Journey. I'm your host, Quinn Eaton, and today I have a guest with us today, Matt Johnson. Now, that might be a little confusing. It's not lead pastor Matt Johnson from the journey for those who are tuning in, uh, but it's it's definitely just a, just as special as Matt Johnson. Uh, it's a little confusing, but Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, have you ever been confused? Like, has anyone ever texted you uh, looking for lead pastor Matt Johnson? And I'm asking you because I did that one time. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely remember that text. Uh, from what I remember, it's a pretty lengthy text. And it was. I got about two lines in and realized it wasn't for me. And so I quickly decided to close it out and send you a text saying, I think you got the wrong guy. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I've also, I mean, I've gotten some emails uh, that are supposed to go to lead pastor Matt Johnson. Um, so it's happened quite a few times. But Okay. I just wanted to make sure before we got started, the people, people are, people might tune in and say, oh, Matt, Matt Johnson's going to tell a story. It's not that Matt Johnson, but it's going to be no. just as good. We promise. So Matt, thank you so much for joining the Behind My Journey podcast. Um, we've just got a couple of questions for you. Uh, we appreciate that you're taking the time to kind of share your journey. Um, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself real quick, just for people that are listening? It's like Quinn said, my name is Matt Johnson. Um, previously lived in Murray for about four and a half years. Came down that way due to a graduate assistant position to get my master's at Murray State. Um, since then, I've I've taken a job back in Wisconsin. But yeah, what kind of brought me to the journey, I guess I would say, is like I said, came down there for school and, and work. Um, but kind of while I was down there, felt like something was missing. Um, was lucky enough to witness the great Jared Martin talking to the women's basketball team uh, on a weekly basis and just really, really enjoyed kind of what he was talking to the girls and his messages really, really hit home with me. Um, and it's kind of around that same time as some people would say maybe coincidental. Some people would say it was God calling to me, um, but I was just kind of feeling a little bit lost of feeling a little bit like something was missing. Um, and so kind of Jared came in at kind of the perfect time for me. Uh, it really led me to start attending to a couple services. Uh, and that's how I kind of first got my start at the journey. And there is there was a level of convenience, right? Because where you were kind of working and doing uh, the the training things, was at the CFSB center. And that's also for the time being where the journey is, is, uh, you know, holding their services, at least we hope to get back on a regular basis soon. But, uh, that I'm sure played a part. You're like, well, you know, I come here all the time. I might as well sit down and, and attend the church. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Working with basketball, especially in the winter, winter months when services going on in basketball season is full swing. I'll come into work maybe on a, on a Sunday cause I got to do a rehab or something. And, yeah, there's music going and there's people all over the place. I'm like, what kind of church is this? Because growing up in a Catholic church, I mean, it's a very different atmosphere uh, than what I was used to. I mean, 
hearing almost like a rock band going on for a church service. I was like <laughs> seeing all the lights and everything. Yeah. And I was like, what kind of production they got going on? So I was very interested in it. I was very intrigued. Um, and yeah, just the convenience of of being right there uh, definitely played a big role in just piquing my curiosity, wanting to come check it out. Right. And the new building that's that, that they're working on is going to be fantastic. It's going to be phenomenal. But it is kind of interesting for the time being. You know, you can sit down and watch a basketball game on a Saturday night and then the next morning you're right back there in church. So that's one yeah. thing that I was kind of like, that's kind of interesting. I kind of got into uh, attending the journey in that in that sense. But you kind of you kind of dove into uh, how you got started a little bit. But we'll go mm -hmm. ahead and, and really get into the conversation Um Explain how and, and when you placed your faith in Jesus as your Savior, because you kind of talked about how uh, you weren't really looking for it, but maybe it just kind of started to happen as, as you attended the journey. Is that right? Yeah. So, like I said, I grew up in a Catholic church. God has been in my life kind of throughout my life. Um, at times when I was younger, he definitely kind of took a back burner. Um, then he really kind of came to the forefront when I was in Murray. And it really started, like I said, attending the services, listening to Jared talk. Um, and then through that, Jared and I got to know each other quite well. He was a former Murray State basketball player. He likes to remind everyone that he won. He's got four rings. Um, so we became good friends talking that way. And he was like, hey, uh, we got this group that meets at 6 a.m. Um, I think it was on Tuesdays. And I'll talk to the guys and make sure they're cool with it. But would you be interested in joining that? And I was like, gosh, I'll work late nights. 6 a.m., yeah. 6 a.m. is probably one of the last things I want to do. But I was like, you know, you got to start saying yes uh, mm -hmm. at some point in your life. And so I said yes to that. It was a great group of guys. Um, really enjoyed it. We had some really deep conversations. I answered a lot of questions that I had as far as my relationship with God goes and kind of just what it looks like or kind of what other people's experiences have looked like. Um, so started going that on a regular basis, we read different books and kind of talked about them and it was really beneficial to me. And then inside that group, one of the, uh, the members of the group was called dude group. Sure. <laughs> um, but one of the members is like, Hey, like, if you're looking to kind of keep going with your faith journey, if you want to keep kind of exploring it, um, we'd love to have you join our small group. Um, and so that was, that was a lot of fun. Said yes to that too. It was another thing. I was like, gosh, it's another, I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to commit mm -hmm. to it between work and, but I was like, you know what? Started the ball rolling. Let's, let's keep it going. Uh, so I said yes. And maybe between dude group and small group, I mean, I was really enjoying it, really having a great time. The people were phenomenal. And that's really when I, I would say I kind of, um, placed my faith in Jesus and it led me to start serving at journey. And it's just been a phenomenal experience. Yeah. Well, sometimes God's timing is a little confusing, right? You're saying, man, I don't know if I have time for this. And, and then you take on that, that first small group. And then you have that second small group pop up. You're like, ah, I mean, how much time do I have to give? And you still find yourself doing those things. And as much as maybe they seem like maybe a burden, at, at the beginning, I'm sure that time that you did end up dedicating to those small groups, you found them to be worth it, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just the, the people make it truly a blessing, the mm -hmm. conversations we have. And it's so great when people are willing to be open and honest and just vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, it just goes such a long way. 
and for me it's tough because I've never been one to really share a whole lot of emotions and like going into a group with strangers. I mean, I was only in Murray for maybe two years at the time and really didn't know any of these people. Yeah. Um, and they had been in the group for a period of time and some of them were related. So it was, but they're super welcoming and open and they're definitely lifelong friends from here on out. But yeah, I mean, it was just one of the best decisions I ever made. That's um, awesome. Something else that we would also talk about is, you know, everyone says God works in mysterious ways. And I mean, I think that's so true because mm-hmm. I was coming down to Murray, Kentucky from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a big city to city I knew nothing about. Yeah. People had told me like, oh, Murray, Kentucky, I think that's a dry county. Good luck down there. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez. And then driving into, into Murray, Kentucky to my apartment, I'm going down, what was it? Uh, poor farm road or something mm-hmm. taking like yeah. some back roads definitely an interesting name for a road yeah that really tells yeah. you you're in a small town whenever there's right. a poor farm road heading to heading to the cambridge apartment complexes and i'm going through these cornfields i'm like what did i get myself into <laughs> surely there's more to it than this but yeah coming down here for or going down there for school and then luckily enough to get a job but definitely getting closer to god was not anywhere near the front of my mind when I made the decision to come down to Murray, Kentucky. And yeah. I mean, it, was, it just worked out tremendously and I'm so happy I made that decision. Well, it, it sounds like you're the, you know, you said you've been involved in church your entire life, but your faith journey really started whenever you came to Murray. What right. was, what was life like before that kind of, you know, you, you moved physically, but you also moved spiritually a couple of years ago. Yeah. So both sides of my family, mom and dad's side, both very Catholic, um, dad's side i have some aunts that are nuns um and i think a couple of my grandma's brothers joined uh, the seminary so very catholic mm-hmm. um so always we talk about it every now and then but like i mean sister agnes always came to christmas and easter and then on the mom's side they were always part of the catholic church and they'd always have the priest over for dinner on a regular basis and so um growing up like I went to a Catholic school, like um, like kindergarten, elementary school, grade school, junior high, the whole nine yards up until high school. Um, so I went through the confirmation, the reconciliation, baptism, first communion, and I kind of did it all. But was that because you were kind of in, you know invested in it, or was it because you just felt like that was the path you were supposed to take? Yeah, that was that was the path. I mean. It was it was felt like what I was supposed to do because is what my parents wanted to do, and I mean it didn't really feel like I had much of a choice. It was just like this is what like this is just what this it was like it felt like it was what was normal. Mm-hmm. Like you just do this, um, but really outside of Catholic school, like where you go to church on Friday and then you go again on Sunday with your family. Um, outside of that, religion wasn't talked a whole lot about in in the home. Um, and so I never really felt like I had a connection really with God or the, the religion, the Catholic, the Catholic church is just kind of what I was supposed to do because it's what my family has always done and never really knew what the homilies were saying. They just felt like long winded talks that we got to sit down during. Otherwise they're standing and kneeling. So it was like, it was the meaning behind religion and God was, was never really there. Uh, when I was younger and growing up. 
you mentioned in the notes that you sent me that once you kind of moved out of the house, things change. Is that right? Yeah. So after, after um, grades going to a public high school, still went to church on Sundays, living with, living with my mom and dad. But then after that, when I went to college, kind of religion stopped pretty much altogether. I mean, at that time you're young, you think other things are more important. There's, there's sports, there's a social life, there's school, there's parties, there's all that. And so going to, going to school, being away from my parents is like waking up Sunday morning. No one's pressuring me to go to church. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to watch some football. I'm going to do kind of things that I enjoy more because religion was never something that was like a joy to do for me. Um, Not to mention at that time, like none of my friends were very religious. So it wasn't, it was never really even talked about once I left my parents' house and I got to college. Um, So yeah, just kind of from then on until I pretty much got to Murray, it was religion was just, I mean, I believed in God. Like I believed in, in all of that. Um, but that, I mean, that was kind of the extent of it. I don't know yeah, if you yeah. agree with, with this, but, uh, it seems like whenever you were in your home, you were growing up, it was weird if you didn't, uh, if you weren't religious, right. Whenever you get to college, whenever you're off on your own, it can almost be kind of, some people can see it as if you are religious, it's weird. So it kind of does a 180 there. So that's, I think that's a part of it. Uh, as much as everything else is, it's just one of those things where in college, like you said, there's so many other things to do. You've got all these different options. I'm guilty of on Sundays watching a ton of football. And so, yeah, it it happens to the best of us. I don't know if you agree with with that, but it seems like that can sometimes happen. No, yeah, that's 100% accurate. Um, Especially growing up with parents that were grew up in families that were such devout Catholics at the time of school when they had nuns for teachers that would smack you on the wrist. Like if you, yeah. if you weren't doing things as far as like going to a Catholic church or like, or didn't want to be a part of it, like you were scolded and then you, yeah, you go to college and like no one talks about it. And it I'm telling you, this like feels a little like more like cliche in college. Like if you're talking about it, yeah. especially yeah. in like a big, a big university in a city like um and like nothing against wisconsin it's just it's not as religious i feel like as you know the bible belt is mm-hmm. i mean it, it has the bible belt name for a reason but like up in wisconsin like people will attend attend religion or churches of, of whatever denomination it is um but it's nearly not nearly um in the front of people's minds like it is in kentucky so it's very, it's almost like culture shock coming from Wisconsin to here, just as far as the religion aspect goes. Um, and so, yeah, being in college there, just religion wasn't a big thing um, at that time. And it, it did feel a little bit um, maybe awkward to bring up religion around your friends. Right. And uh, you also mentioned that there might, there wasn't any sort of frustration in your life that kind of caused you to, to make that turn that have that turning point as far as, uh, accepting Jesus into your heart. But was it, was there anything that was kind of like, okay, this is the turning point and I'm going to change or it's an interesting story for you because you, you mentioned that you didn't really feel like you needed a solution. There wasn't anything in your life. You were like, okay, I, I need to have this fixed. Right. Um, I mean, at the time when I was feeling lost and like something was missing, um, 
I was getting towards the end of finishing my master's degree. Um, I had a good group of friends down in Murray um, that we spent a lot of time with and we really enjoyed hanging out. Uh, a career after my master's degree was shaping up nicely as, as a staff member at Murray State. Um, so there, I didn't really have any trials or tribulations really going on in my life at the time. It was really just like, I have all this, but I still don't feel like complete. Like there's still something that isn't right in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was, I mean, that was really eating at me. Like I'd wake up like the next day after just like hanging out with my friends and it's just like, all right, now what? It was just like, just something wasn't everything just wasn't the way I wanted it to be. And it just felt like something was missing. I was just like a little lost. Maybe the the purpose you couldn't figure yeah. out what that purpose was. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so. sense. And so then that's where Jared steps in, right? That's where mm-hmm. the small groups start. Uh, and that kind of gave you the idea. Okay. You know what? This is actually that, that, that purpose that I was looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Just listening to that. And, and I think what really clicked, it was, we were in the practice gym. Jared was giving this talk about, I think, about his relationship with his wife. And it was like, it was like he was inside my head, like saying the exact same things I was thinking. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. Um, and pretty much like that, I mean, like I said, that kind of got the ball rolling. But going from there and then listening to what everyone was saying in small group and Matt's services and Jared's services and all the different segments that they do and just really understanding that that God has a plan for me. He knows kind of what's coming, what's best for me, and that I can just put my life in his hands and know that everything will be okay. And when I started doing that, just everything would like fall away like stuff felt so much better like when i would have times of kind of stress or nervousness whether it's work or just something else like just having that the ability to just talk to god and and it just brings you back to the idea that everything is going to be okay because you're under his like protection like he is going to take care of you and that just eases your mind so much and and just has been such a blessing for me. And it sounds like it, it brought you peace. That's that's what you were kind of describing. It was like, okay, you experienced peace. You accepted exactly. God. And then your life was like, okay, everything's good because yep. God has it and I can relax. Exactly. That's that's oftentimes I feel like there's a there's a switch that flips and then people all of a sudden experience like this overwhelming sense of I'm gonna be okay no matter what. So it sounds like that's that's something that happened with you. And I mean, we've mentioned Jared a lot. Uh, this is pretty much like an infomercial for Jared Martin, uh, and I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Um, you said that he was probably, if not the most influential, a very key person in your in your journey, in your faith, right? Yeah, he definitely got the ball rolling. But, I mean, there's – there's, I mean, if I can name some other people from my small groups, I mean, there is more than just Jared Martin so his head doesn't get too big. Yeah, um, right. That, that helped on my journey for sure. And so – the small groups were really, uh, you know, impactful for you. And, and that's, that's a really good. I, I, for one, have never been involved in small groups, but I've always wanted to be. And I think a lot of people are going to listen to this and say, okay, maybe uh, I'm in a similar place where I can join a small group and maybe I can move in my faith journey. So I think that that's going to be really helpful for some people, but they want to take anything else away 
from this? Like, what would you tell people that maybe were in the same spot as you, where they, they felt like their life was okay, but that sense of purpose was missing? What would you tell people that are listening today uh, if, if, if you wanted to share anything with them? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of what I would advise and kind of what really helped me and, and got it going for me is if there's an open door, you just got to walk through it. Like if someone extends, extends an invite, extends an olive branch, um, just you gotta, you gotta start saying yes to things. And, and if it doesn't work out, then you're in the same spot that you were. Um, but I mean, it can change your life. So I think you just really got to look for those opportunities. And I mean, if something's calling, calling you or heavy on your heart, then you really just gotta, gotta take that step and, and do it with good intentions and with, with an open eye, open eyes and open heart. Um, and you just never know what's going to happen. But I really think it's just having the courage to, to being open to new opportunities and, and new possibilities. And, and, and being open to like surrounding yourself with a group of people that are similar to you or have the same yeah. uh, direction, I think is, is really, really helpful. So Matt, this has been an awesome conversation. I appreciate you sitting down and talking with us and sharing your journey. I, I am upset that I won't get to see you that much anymore, but uh, it sounds like you're doing well. So I hope uh, everything goes well up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me. It's been a pleasure. Are you still able to, are you doing the journey at home stuff and, and still yep. connecting with small groups? Yep. Still watching uh, on the YouTube channel. That's right. Um, reach out to the small groups from time to time. We tried to set up a Zoom not too long ago, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and get down there at least once a year. I mean, I love the people of Murray. Uh, it's a great place. And in the journey is just a tremendously huge part of that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Loved my time in Murray very much. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining, joining today. And uh, we appreciate the time that you gave us. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.